Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, back in the studio making you another episode. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcasts. I've really been enjoying them. I've learned so much about logic, about all these um, audio recording softwares and just about audio recording in general from doing these podcasts and talking to people. I have made some great friends and I'm really just thankful for all the people that have taken time out to be on this podcast being as not as as small as it is right now and just in this growth stage people are so accepting and thank you to everybody that's been on um today i have a pretty prominent scooter rider he doesn't consider himself og but he's been around for a long time and he knows he knows a lot of people in the industry and uh he's currently a rider for the vault pro scooters um zach Poon or Poonex Tang, as a lot of you will know him. He is, he's a great guy. I really enjoyed this conversation. We we got a little off of scootering and started talking about some more like life stuff and what happiness is and some, some deeper topics, which I think is really interesting coming from what you would expect from his Instagram content. So it's a, it's a very unique angle, I think. And I really enjoyed talking to Zach. So I hope you guys enjoy and uh, let's get right into this podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm here with Zach. How you doing, Zach? I'm good, man. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show, Trevor. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Um, I just want to kind of intro it for people who don't know who you are, kind of who you are, how long you've been scootering, what you kind of do outside of scootering, and just, yeah, kind of where you grew up. Um, so my name is Zach Poon. If you guys don't know who I am, Tang on Instagram. Uh, dang, dude, how long have I been scootering for? Um, I'm 23 now. I started scootering when I was 12. So I guess that'd be like 11 years, but Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I started, I started when I was 12. Um, this was, dude, I don't even remember. This was back when it was like bolted pro models. And then I got out of it. And then for some reason on like my computer, a YouTube notification popped up for a sky high video. And I watched that yeah. and I was like 15, I was skating and, um, I watched that when I was like 15 and I stopped skateboarding to scooter again. And then from 15 onward, I've just been just riding. Um, I am on the Volt Pro scooters. I've been sponsored since I was 18. So about six years now. Uh, um, I live in Westlake Village, which is like, I don't know, like 35, 40 minutes. Like, let's say from LAX, right? Like the airport yeah. where the vault is basically. I live about 45 minutes north of that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I live right by all the Kinetic boys. Um, so like Alex Lopez, Corey Lane um tyler bodie carson davis like everyone in kinetic we all live around the same area and it's uh about like 45 minutes north of uh like inglewood and culver city and stuff oh gotcha have you uh have you always lived in la um so yeah so i, I lived in el segundo that's where i grew up and first started scootering was the small city um which is like right outside of Hawthorne, like where Matisse is from and like all the Volt boys. It's right. like 10 minutes outside of that. So I first started scootering there and then I moved 
to this area when I was, I want to say 14, 15-ish. Yeah, so around like 15-ish, I moved um, out here, and I've been here since, and it's awesome. Wow, nice. Okay. Um, so how did you kind of get into Scooter? I'm really interested in that story because you got into it so early. So it's just like, how did you hear about it? Okay, so I used I'm so a lot of my inspiration is big from skateboarding. So right. even today, like I love skateboarding. Like that's been like my number one love. Um, so when I got into skateboarding when I was 10, um, I ended up breaking my leg at Culver City Skate Park when I was 10 years old. I had surgery and everything on my knee, and my dad was like, You can't skate anymore. At the time, I had this friend, his name was Lloyd, Lloyd Pinkston. And he was like, you know, like, you know, those kids that took on everything, BMX, scootering, and skateboarding. Yeah. I saw him do a tail up on a scooter, dude, and that like blew my mind. And I was I was 12 at the time. And I was like, dude, like I gotta do that. So I had some like random off-brand razor scooter like sitting in my garage. Yeah. And so like I started riding that. And what was the first thing I ever did? I, I think I like bunny hopped off a curb and I was so stoked and I was like, yo, this is tight. Yeah. And so I just kept kind of like yeah, I just I just kept doing it, I guess. And he I didn't know anyone's that scooter. Um, fun fact actually, do, do you know who Hayden O'Connor is? Back in the day, no, he wrote for Mad Gear. He wrote for Mad Gear. He's actually from my city. That's where he first started scootering too. Oh, okay. He, he moved back to Australia and got on Mad Gear, whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, my first scooter was like this like weird, I think it was just like some off-brand. It was called Extreme Something. It wasn't even a razor, man. Like yeah. it, was, it was it was boof, but um i ended up getting a pro model on my 12th birthday like razor yeah. pro from amazon it arrived like my on my 12th birthday and then i don't know man i started riding and then when i moved i actually quit scootering because um everyone around me skated and i come from yeah. a town that's like majority skateboarding so like i don't know if you know what huff is yeah. um a lot of the guys from my high school so the team manager for huff actually went to my high school and so he okay. just kind of like, he was hooking up kids from my area. And so it was just predominantly skateboarding from this area. Um, yeah. But I don't know, man, I just started scootering again, just from that sky high video I was talking about. And I don't know, man, I just, I, I thought it was so sick and scootering advanced so much. So when I quit when I was 12, when I was 15, the only scooters at the time were like ultra pros. Like when I quit, there was ultra pros. Um, there was black label ultra pros that came with like the, the, uh, like the three spoke you know what i mean yeah um, i had the black label 2.0 that's what i started on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they had those and then mad gear dude it was like so i saw cody donovan's like mgp edit and there was i couldn't find mad gear in the states at all like at all and i got my hands on one and i was like so stoked that mad gear was the sickest thing ever yeah. um but yeah when my dad moved me i couldn't take my scooter got stolen like as i was moving Oh no! So, stolen, and I was just like, as I moved, the kids that lived up the street from me, who I'm really good friends with now, they skated. So I kind of got back into skating. Um, and then yeah, I don't know, just picked up the scooter again and fell in love, and yeah, now we're now we're here. I mean, the people I was around really helped me. Um, yeah. If I wasn't around the people I was around, like when I started again i probably wouldn't be riding ring is finding the people around you that will ride and push you 
that kind of like helps you with the fundamentals and you know kind yeah. of lays the groundwork to scootering in my opinion yeah for sure what has been the most like surprising thing about like like the scooter industry like that you've noticed as you've grown and as you've like grown up kind of in the industry like what is the most surprising thing to you that's happened um dude now it's like these these kids are like 12 to 15 like doing like bar back lip whips and like big rails i so, know yeah like so the trick like i think the trick selection i was growing up we had matt mckean right like addict so what like blew my mind right and I wouldn't think, I wouldn't say that I'm OG, you know, but I like went through like all the phases and like, I, I've seen scootering kind of grow to what it is. And it's just like, it's so crazy how Instagram's kind of pushed scootering in like this crazy direction. Yeah. Cause true. I remember Instagram where you couldn't even post videos. I, I just remember Instagram as a photo only posting app and like yeah. no videos, nothing. And so once that video option was on Instagram, scootering took off on that app, dude. And it was crazy. It was like night and day. Yeah. Cause everyone could post their clips. That's, that's. That is an era that people don't talk about that much. No, no. But that was when like things were popping low key because people all had camcorders, right? Like people yeah. all had the optica fish eye and the janky like made handles for their camcorders. And yeah, it was just like everyone's making like mini videos. I had an SR account, so I was on SR posting like at the end of SR. Oh, so, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been doing this like I don't know, man. I forget about those days completely because oh, that was so long ago. Now that I think about it, that was almost ten years ago. Yeah, I know it's insane. I don't know. It's crazy now. I'm like looking back into scootering. Yeah, I'm like coming up on being riding a scooter for like ten years, and it's just like wow. I can't believe I've been doing this for this long. Yeah, like, yeah it goes back, crazy. and it's just crazy. Yeah. well, well, like those old videos. You remember the ones with like. They had like heavy metal and it was like an old skate edit with like Osiris's and people were like 360 brying like down big sets with the yeah, tiny little was... scooters, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think the one video that I always wanted to see was Lucky First Clover. I think I watched that teaser like 20,000 times. So like my favorite scooter riders, a lot of them don't even ride scooters anymore. Yeah. So that those are like my favorite scooter riders. And like, I feel like, you know, if I were to like, you know, tell a kid, I guess, or like someone who's coming up now, like, oh, like, I, I love this person. They're like, who is that? Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't yeah. 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 And they're like pioneers, in my opinion. It's just, it's crazy to think. And that, you're like, like, go look them up, like, go watch some of their clips and you'll just be yeah, yeah. blown away. They're like, Dude. yeah. How, I think it's so crazy how young our sport is in the way that it's just like you look at skateboarding and there's like old dudes that are like are still skateboarders or like are always talking about skateboarding, but we don't really have that yet. I mean, yes and no. So there are a, some people that are that are like older and they still like have this like this love for scootering. I think will never go away. Like Josh yeah. Toy, for instance. Like he's, he's pretty, I don't know how old he is now, but he's like super OG, you know, like back yeah. when they raised RVM videos, you know? So I think in that sense, and then, um, you also have like, dude, there's, I feel like there's a lot of OGs that are still like in it, in it like affinity, right? Like yeah. Those guys are OG and they're still like super invested in the industry, but, That's um, true. like on a scale for skateboarding, it's, it's very different, man. I think that we're getting into those times now. And um, like McKean too, like all like 
So the generation, I would say the generation after mine, that's still Scooter. They're like the ones leading the whole pack. Yeah. Yep. Which is kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Scootering is wild. So seeing how skateboarding kind of took its turn and how it kind of went like the first street to kind of where it is now, kind of, I wouldn't even say falling off, but just like the popularity is like at this weird point. Do you think scootering is going to follow that same kind of trend? Um, I think scootering is just going to grow. I I know a lot of people are like rooting for the whole like, oh, scootering needs to be mainstream, scootering needs to be mainstream. But yeah. that's what kind of like got me into scootering in the first place is that it isn't mainstream. And like, that's what I think is cool. Yeah. So I don't know what direction scootering is going to go. Um I mean, all I know is I love riding my scooter, and so I'm going to keep riding yeah. and do what I can in the community. But as I don't know, man, I have no clue. There's, you know, I there's no way to tell where it's going to go. Yeah, I'm also wondering, kind of, how has your relationship with the Vault progressed, and like, how did you meet those guys, and like, how did you get sponsored to begin with? <laughs> okay, so back in the day, man, I guess I'll just tell the whole story. So. Um, back when I was 16, um, there was this, this guy who lived in my city who was actually pro. Um, some people might know him. Some people might not. His name's Cameron Poe. So I oh, grew yeah. up with, like, yeah, so it was Cameron Poe and he was on Scooter Zone. He was on like Flavor. Like, he was good, you know, like I looked up to him and um, that's who was kind of my inspiration when I like first started riding. And so we would start riding together and filming together. And um, they had a crew that Isaac Padilla started. Isaac Padilla, like, is one of me and Alex's friends. And he shoots photo photos for Kinetic and stuff like that. But he's super OG as well. And um, he started BFCM back in the day. Oh, okay. Uh, I finished filming when I graduated high school in 2015. And I don't know, man. I just, like, had all the tricks I wanted to do. And I was on a, the scooter I was riding. This was back in the day. So I had a threshold. It was like a 20.6 threshold, 4.5 by 20.6. Oh, gotcha. And this is right when TSI sledges were coming out to give you kind of like where we were in scooter. Oh, right. When five whites came out and everyone's like, those oh, are huge. That's you know? insane. Yeah. So um, I filmed this video for BFCM, just labeled Zach Poon BFCM. And um, I had Michael Mankong, Mankong posted on SR. That's when SR was doing like video reposts and stuff. And he posted on the homepage and then I actually got sponsored by five star. So I got oh, a call okay. from five star. Yeah. When I, this is, I think like a week before I turned 18. Oh, so gotcha. yeah. I have no idea. And they, they were sending me parts and it was cool, man. I was like, Whoa, like, this is crazy. Like I'm sponsored. Like what the heck? Like I never intended on doing that, you know? Yeah. Like I, like made my goal and scootering like oh like i want to be hooked up by a company i just kind of rode and i guess it was just the people i was around yeah so that kind of happened for me and i was like whoa what the and at the same time they were opening the volt was opening this little shop in simi valley um inside skate lab it was like a little volt pro scooters and they needed people to work it um i applied to work there and the only other time I ever been to the Volt Pro Scooters, I ever had any interaction with the Volt, was I bought a District V2i two years prior. So in 2013, 
2013. Yeah, 2013, oh, I bought a District B2I. Um, so that was when the shop was still new, but they were growing. Um, and so I went up, went, went in for my interview. They were like, oh, like, do you want to do want to work? I was like, yeah, sure. So um, I started working there when I turned 18. And it was cool, man. Like, I had a lot of fun, like, working at the vault. And I think halfway through, Five Star was going under, or Lucky was buying out Five Star. So they were kicking all the team riders off. Yeah, people I remember that. People don't know this, but Daniel Ray was also on the team, too. Really? Yeah, Daniel Ray was on Five Star. We were both AMs for Five Star. So Clayton Lindley just left Five Star, and it was me, Ryan Kingsley, and Daniel Ray. Those are the only three people I remember that were on the team. <laughs> and so he picked all of us off. I was devastated, man. You know, I was like, dude, yeah. no, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Like, what? Like, because I was going to leave Five Star like a month prior. Like, I was like, you know, I don't really think that new decks are coming out, man. I don't think five wides are going to come out. Like, yeah, I kind of want to hide other parts. Like at this point in time, it was like about to be 2016. I was like, dude, like 4.5 by 21 is like not the size to ride anymore. Yeah. And I stopped riding the deck completely. I just rode the wheels, the fork and the clamp. And I just rode like a sledge, I think at the time or an AO deck. I think I was riding an AO deck. Um, but it was just like, you know, 4.5 by 21 was small. So I was like, yeah, man, like I was like, I'm going to leave five star to Daniel Ray. And Daniel was like, no, stay like cool stuff is going to happen. And then I got a phone call that like, she had to kick everyone off. I was like, dude, no. Like, so that happened. Yeah, that happened. And (laughs) at the time, Walter was TM for the vault. I don't yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember how me and Walter became friends, but we became really close. And um, I don't remember what was happening. I think I was releasing a lot of stuff on my YouTube and a lot of content. I was I was producing a lot of content. I was gaining like an okay following at the time. And I was just scootering like every day. Like scootering was my life at that point. I worked at a yeah. scooter shop. I scootered like every single day. I kind of like, I was going to school, but I wasn't taking it serious. I dropped a lot of my classes just to scooter. Oh, right. So everyone was like around scootering and I don't even remember, man. I think I just like, I, I, I don't, I don't remember how it really happened. I asked the owner, like, cause I mean, at the time it was weird cause Walter was still TM and I was like, you know what? Like, I wonder if like, I want to ride for the vault, you know? And so I asked yeah. the owner and he was like, I don't know, ask Walter. So I'd ask Walter and I'm like, Hey, any spots? And he was like, I don't ask the owner. I don't like doing that. You know, I'm not, yeah. I feel like that's me asking like, Hey, like, can I, can I be sponsored? You know, I don't like, yeah. weird. You know, I'm a grown man at this point. So <laughs> they all came to skate lab for like this, um, this vault ride day. And I was yeah. working at the time. And then I asked the owner again, like, Hey Nick, like any open spots by chance? She was like, Oh, you want to be on the team? Huh? Uh, you know, he, he was like, you want to be on the team? And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. He's like, okay, yeah. let me think about it. I didn't hear back for like three, four months, I think. And like, I was scared, you know, I was scared. And then I think I brought it up in a conversation and he was like, oh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then ended up like, I remember the exact moment I got on the vault. I was, I was, <laughs> I was laser tagging. I was yeah. playing laser tag. I just got out and I missed the phone call from the owner. I'm like, what? No, you know, I, yeah. called, back. I called back and he was like, yeah, yeah. Like, cool like you're on the team like we have an open spot and i was like no way that's so cool like i'm so stoked you know yeah and 
um, at the time they were like when new riders were, I guess, announced to the team, they were doing it through Instagram, but I guess they wanted to do mine a little different and they wanted to announce me through a video. Oh yeah. So I had, <laughs> he was like, just film, just film a part and send it to me. I already had a part ready. So I was like, <laughs> I can send it right now. And he was like, what the, <laughs> you have clips ready? I'm like, yeah, I scooter every day. Like I have clips everywhere. So I had this video ready and it it, it kind of dropped. And I don't think a lot of people at the time knew was on like I, I was on the team because at the time, like a year after, a lot of people just thought that I worked for the vault. Um, but I, I actually yeah. at the time I was writing for them and working for them. Yeah. And I fast forward a couple months and I ended up quitting working at the vault. But I still ride on the team, and I'm still like, still have a good relationship with everyone there. Like, much love to everyone at the Volcano yeah. Scooters. Like, I love everyone who's involved. Like, it's great. I, I can't thank them enough for like how much they've done for me. Yeah, that's awesome. What um, have you done instead? Like for work, what do you do? So right now, I was bouncing around a lot man um yeah. so i'm really into cars yeah i know that um so yeah being that like i don't know i've just been a part of like the aftermarket automotive community for quite some time now like yeah from when i was i think 18 or 19 i don't know i just fell in love with cars man i don't know what it is i just i, I feel like a lot of people from action sports get into cars but um i made it my goal man i got fired at my last job and i was like dude you know what like i just want to work in aftermarket automotive like even like I'm in college right now. So when I finish getting my degree, yeah, my goal was to work in aftermarket automotive. Right. So I was like, you know what, dude, the job I have now, I work at three piece.us. It's like a Japanese wheel importer. And we also have our own brand of wheels, gotcha. um, but it's mainly for like, we, we hook up like Adam LZ um, and Corey Funk um, with wheels actually. And like oh. a couple other people, we have a couple influencers, um, but we, there's two sides that we have heritage wheel, which is our brand new, like it's like our wheel brand. We manufacture wheels. And then we have three piece.us, which is our, uh, our vintage Japanese wheels. So it's like wheels from Japan that never made it to the States. And then we just rebuild them and stuff like that for customers. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously going from like getting into the car thing, was that like when you got your driver's license? No, actually, when I got my driver's license, I, I blew the head gasket like third day having it. And I didn't know anything about cars at the time. I didn't even know how to check my oil. Yeah. Uh, the reason I got into cars was I think I was like around 18 or 19. I had a bunch of friends that were getting into cars and yeah. I just asked my dad, like, hey, man, I want to learn how to drive manual. Like, like, yeah, I had an automatic Honda Civic. I was like, I want to learn how to drive manual. So I got my first manual car and then. Um, all my friends were like, you know, talking shit. They were like, oh, like you should lower it, this, that, this, that. So yeah. then I, for me, I have a very addictive personality. So like when I go into something, I do it 110%. So yeah, it wasn't like once I got into cars, you know, I was hooked, man. That was it. Like I just got into it and I don't know, man, that was it. I just got into it and never kind of looked back. Yeah. I totally understand that because I'll, almost everybody else that I grew up scootering with is now like super into cars. Like they all have, um, my buddies all have, uh, some sort of Subaru. That's the big thing in rapid. So like, um, my buddy has had, 
like souped up foresters and WRXs. And now he has an STI. He's going to be a master tech at Subaru. So he's doing that. And then, um, yeah, just like all sorts. I'm like around cars constantly. It's not really like, not saying it's not my thing. I love it, but it's just like, I don't have the money for it if I'm going to travel and stuff. So I, I want to have my daily first and then get there, but I definitely want some sort of something in the future. But uh, yeah, dude. What what car do you have? So I've been bouncing around with a different couple of cars. Yeah. Um, so so really, what kind of got me? I was into Miatas for a very very long time. Yep. And um, there was a point in my life, I think, from man nineteen to later in my, like late twenty, like almost twenty one, where I wasn't really scootering all that much. Yep. Um, I think at the time I was, who was I, who was I sponsored by? I was on the vault and I think I was also with North. I, I can't remember, but I think I was with North at the time. And I just remember like, cause I got rear-ended in one of my Miatas. And so I couldn't really scooter. And I just remember I got rear-ended. It was really gnarly. Um, and I just remember like wanting a Subaru. So I got a Subaru and then dude, as soon as I got this, like the Subaru, I would just kind of just like, I don't know, man. I just didn't really ride that much. I was getting a little bummed on scootering at the time. So I put all my focus in cars and then I got into flipping cars. So I've been flipping cars for a while now. Um, I really, really, really got back into scootering. Like I want to say like, I mean, I was always into it. I just wasn't riding as much. I would ride and not get stoked on it, but I kind of just like after building car after car after car, I got kind of over it. And I still love both things, but I just kind of like wanted to scooter more. And I realized that if I, I can build cars until I'm like 90 years old, you know, like, I don't, yeah. you know, I can only scooter right now. So I might as well make the most out of it and the most of my time with scootering. So I decided to just full fledged, just kind of get back into scootering and kind of leave cars in the back burner a little bit. But um, yeah, at the moment I have like a G35. I had a Toyota Chaser before. And a bunch of IS 300s. There's like one of my favorite cars. I love Toyotas and like the whole rear wheel drive thing and building like yeah. drift looking cars that I don't actually drift, but right. just like building cars that look like drift cars. Um, but mainly, man, I mean, that car is sitting right now. Um, I have a bunch of parts for it that I don't really care for. I'm just focused on riding, man. I, this summer, I'm going to Woodward. I don't know what week, but I'm going to Woodward this summer. I'm like really trying to just ride. I try to ride twice a week since i work full-time i try to ride like a day after work and a day on the weekend at least yeah so i constantly just want to scooter all the time so now it's like it's weird because i feel like the reason why i wasn't scootering as much is because the i think that i let people get to me at the time i was like dude like i can't take this anymore a lot of people were just like on shit and i'm like i got kind of over it a little bit and like everyone in the car community like doesn't talk shit like that so just kind yeah. of like more welcoming. And so I didn't really realize it at the time until like I look back on it, but I was like, damn, like I really wasn't scootering as much as I really should have. And, but now my whole thing's flipped. I don't really care what people have to say anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I just love scootering, man. And I'll always do it for myself. Yeah. Right. That's the best part is just being able to do it because you enjoy it and not worrying yeah. about what other people are saying. Um, it's nice that the car community over there is like not toxic though. Cause I feel like, a lot of other car communities I've seen have been, you know, a little, not super bad, but a little toxic. Really? You think that, yeah. dude? Honestly? 
Well, here's the thing. I work in aftermarket automotive now. So I work like in yeah, the automotive. Like I work in the middle of it. And here's the thing about me. It's the weird how my brain works like this. But like when I was working at the vault, right? I was around scooters every single second of my life. And I was like, yeah. dude, I'm just around this all the time. Like I need a break from this, you know? But now it's funny because now that I work in automotive, I'm around cars and like, especially like modified cars. I'm around it all the time, like every day of my life. So it's now like, oh, like, you know what? I just want a scooter. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Like, I love that's how my brain works. And it's like, it's cool, man. I, I really, I really like the direction that my life is going. It's good that you realize that. Cause like, yeah, it's just like you, the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred, hundred percent. And I just think, I don't know, man. See, like, I don't, I don't know where, like, I just love scootering. Like right now, like, I feel like lately I've been getting hurt though. And it's like, Oh, really? Like four years ago. I could like just come go to the skate park and just ride. Now I have to stretch, man, and like warm up. Like yeah. I really learned what warming up is because I never really had to do that in the past. But now, like I really have to like take care of myself and and kind of just like do everything I need to for, to get my body ready to scooter. Yeah, I've noticed my like ankles and my legs just like aren't the same anymore. Just takes so much longer to warm up everything. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm like, my style of riding, I think, has shifted a lot. Um, just because, like, I used to be like into the whole like, oh, I'm gonna send myself down a big handrail, blah blah blah. But now I'm more into like riding like super tall rails that, like, I don't know if they're like tall and hard to get on. I just think that it's like a little more unique that way. And I also for some reason something clicked in me and i'm just touch like i won't touch it because i just get scared yeah yeah i feel that i've just recently gotten into like all the rail stuff so i'm still learning that but um do you do you like oh man it's, it's awesome do you like how like your riding has shifted like uh, i think so i think this is how i always see scootering and i always see it this way and i think people think i'm crazy for thinking this but I see scootering as more of like an art form, right? And yeah. the way you ride kind of shows your personality in the way that you scooter, right? Yeah. So for me, the way that I've matured, I think, I think my like really weird stuff that I don't think other people are really into. But I think that's awesome. Like I like being more creative when I ride than I'm just going to try to huck myself down the biggest thing that I see. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's not appealing to myself. Yeah. I'm, I am the same way. Like being in a freestyle sport, like style is half of that word. Like that's creativity. So it's like so unique to just be able to ride things different than everybody else. Yeah, I think that's that. This is more the direction I'm going. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of scooter riders I look up to, man, and right. I just see the way that their their riding is, and I don't know, it just makes me stoked on scootering and just seeing like all the like older generation guys like still riding, and it's like makes me think like, dang, like you know, like I still have time. You watching those uh, dissidents? This is scootering videos. I haven't, I honestly haven't seen him yet. I, I seen Jesse Carter do the whole like no handed thing. Like, yeah, they're like the, the hippie jump, dude. 
<laughs> Why are like, people what? doing that? That's sick. I'm like, what? It's so awesome, that, dude. dude. Oh my gosh, that gets me stoked. I, dude, you have, I saw that on Instagram. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. No, but I need to watch them. I need to watch them for sure. They're I not all no out yet. Time. No, no, I yep. know. I'm stoked to just watch all of them, but I just do. I have like no time right now. I just because I just work all. And I'm also in. I mean, I'm in summer semester right now, so like, I don't. I'm not going to school right now. I'll do summer, but when when it's like fall or spring, dude, it's like intense. It's like yeah. work, school, and then try to fit scootering in there. But how I see it is, I'm always gonna find time to ride my scooter because it's something that I love. But dude, finding time for just even 10 minutes to sit down and watch a video is like so hard for me now. Yeah. I understand that for sure. I, I'm a culprit of making myself busy. If I'm not busy, I like find something to do, which is why this podcast exists. So creating my own stress is part of the fun, but yeah, no, I watched the Australia video a couple days ago, like right after it came out and it got third and it blew my mind. So I have no idea. I haven't watched the US one that came out today. I'll probably do that tonight, but. That came out today? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching that after this podcast, man. I know, dude. Like I, I'm I'm pretty sure it comes out today or came out today. Let me, let me, let me make sure real quick before I, before I say something that I don't mean. Uh, I, I this is going to, this is going to come out because I'm down. It no, it wait premieres six twenty. Oh, it comes out tomorrow at ten a.m. That's what it is. Okay. okay. Yeah, tomorrow Sunday. But I am I'm so excited to see what the USA team did because like. They like lost all their footage like halfway through too, which is insane. Did they really? Mm-hmm. That's what I heard. I, they got I like the whole like street team got like all their footage stolen. Like their camera got stolen and all the footage was with it. So it was like half of the month. So they had to like start. What? Yeah. From fresh. Yeah. That's gnarly, dude. Yeah, it's insane. I wonder, I wonder what they lost. I wonder if there's something just absolutely ridiculous that they lost. But yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, everything's ridiculous. Why do I even ask that question? <laughs> no way, dude. I don't know. That those people are like, I don't even know, man. Like the the way they ride is so crazy to me, dude. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, I don't know, man. Much respect to everyone that's in that video. Um just just everyone in general that like was in that contest is just the craziest scooter riders and it was oh just yeah it's just, just, nice just even the most most basic tricks in there are something that i'm never going to be able to do like or think yeah. of or yeah exactly oh, exactly it, it's just like skill that's like it's like natural skill you know they're just yeah like naturally gifted on a scooter yeah that along with a lot of them work really hard just yeah, yeah, yeah. train there's a lot of people who like like cody Flom. he comes up on this podcast all the time but he like trains like, like hard yeah cody's cody's cool man i mean and his like i just kind of i guess like 
thought process towards scootering is crazy. He's just, he's so invested and it's awesome. Yeah. I know it's insane. I don't know. I have, I have like a lot of respect and love to people that have as much passion as they do for scootering. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's kind of what we need, but uh, I kind of want to talk about your, like, where are you going to school? So I just finished community college. Okay. Uh, I just got accepted into a CSU by my house called Channel Islands. Gotcha. Um, my girlfriend goes there. Uh, she's going to be a senior next year. Um, and she's been super awesome, man. Like when I first met her, I had no intention on finishing school, but she kind of was like, you know, like pushing me to finish. Oh, nice. So I never thought I was going to transfer to like a CSU or anything, bro. Like, I was not in the mindset to be like at the time when I met her, I was like, yeah, like I'm going to finish school and like get a bachelor's, you know, but yeah. it's crazy timing because when I met her, I then had a class and I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. And um, yeah, man, I, I feel like I'm in the best place to go to college right now because um, I kind of know where the direction I want my life to go. I know what I'm going to school for and I'm stoked about it. And yeah. I'm just stoked to go to like, an actual university versus just sticking out of like a community college. Yeah, true. Um, what, what is your major? I'm majoring in organizational communications. Okay. So, so to be honest, I really wanted to major in business and marketing. Right. But the thing is I'm terrible at math. So I remember walking in like, I think it was like an econ class or something. And then I just walked out. I'm like, dude, this is hard. Like, I can't yeah. do this. So that same semester, I had like a public speaking class and I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, then I researched on like communications, you know? Yeah. Um, and the job I have now, I'm really trying to stick with. So even after I get my degree, I want to stick at the same company. Um, yeah. And it applies. It, it applies. So it's awesome man i am more than stoked on life right now i'm i feel like this is the first time in my life i'm i'm feeling like all the pieces to the puzzle are coming together and i finally yeah. feel i'm at a place where i'm content with everything you know what i mean like i yeah. have a great job i'm going to a pretty good school like scootering is awesome i have two legs can walk and a roof over my head yeah what what kind of changed that made you feel like that like um, to be honest, man, it was just more changing my lifestyle. So I want to say like two years ago, like right before I met my girlfriend, dude, I was like, I know what I wanted to do. I was like hoeing around, you know, like, you know, doing whatever with a bunch of different girls, like just like not really caring about what I was doing. I wasn't taking school serious. Nothing I was doing was really serious, you know? I mean, yeah. the only thing I've ever taken serious before this was just scootering. Um, I was bouncing around jobs. I was just working some whatever minimum wage jobs in my head. It, it wasn't really working to me. It was like, okay, like, this is just to pay my bills. Like, I'm not going to be here forever. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to mess around and not really take this serious. Yeah. And then I kind of met my girlfriend and I saw how hard she works and like her work ethic and like when she's at school and like what she's doing. And I'm like, damn, like. And she's younger than me, right? Because I'm 23, yeah. she's 21. And I saw her like, you know, like doing, you know, getting shit done, doing her thing. And in my head, I'm like, damn, dude, 
I'm a loser. You know, like in my head, I was like, I suck. Like, there's no way I'm at the time I was, when I met her, I was 21. Yeah. And she was 19. And I was like, damn, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loser, dude. Like this girl is much younger than me. She's like going to school, getting shit done. And here I am like in community college at 21. Like, dude, I feel like such a failure. Like, and that's what kind of clicked. It turned me around, dude. And I like was working at a job that I hated. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to get a job that I love and that's the direction I want my life to go. Yeah. And so ever since then I've been, I'm super happy now with the way my life is going and just the direction that everything is going. And it just makes me a much happier person overall. Yeah. awesome. Awesome, man. And to anyone like prior that I feel like thought that I was probably like some douche, like, I apologize too, because I, I wasn't in the right headspace. You know what I mean? So now that I have everything together and I kind of like know exactly what I want, I just, I don't know, man, it's just the future from here. That's, that's so awesome. Actually, like that's so inspirational. Was it just like a decision that you made in your head one day to just like work harder at stuff or like how did that well, all work out? Man, I don't know what it was. I just, cause in my head, I was like, okay, my girlfriend was a sophomore and I was like, dude, like I'm still in community college and I kind of want to graduate at the same time as she did. Cause I'm like, damn, like I'm getting older now, you know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I kind of got to finish, you know? And like, in my head, I was like, dude, like, I'm just going to like hustle and just get this done as quick as possible. And then just, cause at this point in time, I have a lot of friends that were making, you know, a bunch of money and, you know, doing what they love and that's what I wanted for myself, man. And I was like feeling bad for myself. It was just kind of like, dude, like, why am I feeling bad for myself when I could just buckle down and just, you know, just kind of hone in on the things I need to fix and just get there myself instead of feeling bad. Yeah. So that was more or less the direction that, that I want my life to go. And I, I worked my ass off these past couple of years to just try to like get my life to go that way. Yeah what advice would you have for people who are kind of struggling to find direction in their life? Um, to be honest, it's more or less like you don't have to find it right away, man. Some people don't even yeah. find, find the right direction ever, but yeah. like, I feel like if there's something that you love to do, just kind of just like hone in on that, you know, try, try to like find what works best for you. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. The answer is, infinite you know for me it was just like more or less just i had to be hard on myself that works for some people and some people doesn't work Um, yeah so it's more or less like i feel like kind of just go at your own pace and it's okay if you don't find that right away like i feel like everyone has their path in life at some point it doesn't have to be like today or tomorrow but everyone's going to find their path yeah that's that's great advice. That's the way people should be thinking about it. It also takes me down to like, what does like happiness mean to you? Like when you like say like, oh, I'm happier now. Like, what does that mean? Honestly, uh, oh man, this is a really hard question to answer. I think yeah. happiness is kind of more or less like, to me in my eyes, happiness is, is just doing everything that you want to do. Like there's nothing in your life that you do because you have to, but you do everything because you want to. And 
you're not like, you know, bummed about anything you do. You're more, you know, like you are actually excited for the things that you want to do. That's what I think happiness is, is, is just making, creating a life to where you enjoy everything that you do. Yeah. Was there like a self-acceptance that kind of happened or? I would say, oh man. Um, I think, I feel like before you hit like where you want to be in life, you got to be like down bad. You know, you have to hit your lowest of lows before you yeah. really feel like you've hit the high. And I feel like I'm at the peak because I'm only 23 and I'm like, like, oh my gosh, like my life is great right now, you know, but this is, I'm still so young. Um, but dude, like beginning of COVID, like I was, I didn't have a job, dude. Like all my bills were late. My bank account was like negative a thousand dollars. Like I didn't have any money. I had zero dollars to my name. Like, wow. It was, yeah, you know, it, it, it sucked. And I was stressed out all the time. I, I, I don't know, man. It, it just kind of just everything was piling up and it cut and like, I wasn't doing the best in school, but you know, I was like trying to get through it. And it was like a lot of things going on and COVID happened and I don't know, man. It was just like so crazy to me. And like my life was like, I felt, felt like it was in so, so many different pieces and I did not have myself together at all. But once I'm kind of like at the point I am now and I reflect on the way my life was, it gives me like a whole sense of like, oh, dude, like I'm so grateful to be like where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So like COVID kind of helped you realize, like slow down and realize like what you needed to do. Well, COVID was like, when COVID was, I like to say it as it was the best thing that happened in my life. And it was the worst thing that happened in my life. Yeah. So COVID was the worst because, you know, I, I lost a lot of things, but um, at the same time, like, since we're, we're still in the pandemic, right? Technically. Yeah. Um, towards the end of COVID, like, it was so weird in, the, in that, that span of time, my life did a full 180 and like everything changed completely in that span of time so like it had its lows and now it it, it has its highs yeah that's that's kind of how i feel about it it's like there's this weird like you can't have your highs if you don't have any lows exactly because you're not going to know what highs are if you don't have lows exactly so it's like the people who are like the happiest usually have like the lowest lows oh yeah it's weird. 100%. Which is why like people who are born into like richer families or like kind of more privileged just growing up, they tend to be like way more depressed than anybody else because any little inconvenience is like a big deal. Yeah, no. I I understand that completely. I, I grew up in a I so I live in a predominantly like, you know, like middle to higher class. Yeah. And all the cities around me. So I've seen it all, man. Yeah. I've seen it all. So um, I don't know. It, it's just crazy. And and it's, I don't know. I feel like scootering is like the big backbone to this too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just such a nice escape from everything. Well, more than that, I think that my work ethic stems from scootering. So how I always think of it is like anything I want to do, I think of it as like a trick, right? 
yeah. or like something that I'm trying. I've never walked away from like if I'm filming, I've never walked away from a spot without getting the trick. Really? I've never done it. Like I think it's happened one time, and then after that, I felt so shitty. And all I could think about was a spot. I dream about the spot. You yeah. Know? And then ever since then, I'm like, dude, I'm never leaving a spot ever again until I get the trick. Okay. Yeah, like like the whole like R. Willie thing where he just like doesn't give up. Yeah, I guess, but I is is that our Willie's thing? I don't know, is it? Yeah, it totally is. He'll try like he'll put like five or six hundred attempts into like something stupid, but he like won't leave if he starts it and doesn't land it. Like he just won't give up. Yeah, that's the same way I am, but I think I'm intense, dude. Like I'm gnarly. Like I'll try yeah. and try and try and and like my friends will see that I'm getting tired and like my homies that are filming, we can come back. I'm like, no. We're not coming back. Like I'm gonna land it right here, you know. Like yeah, I keep trying and keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, until I finally get it, man. And if it doesn't look good, I'll try it again. Yeah, well, it's like scootering and action sports, just in general, teach you a lot about persistence. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like it's okay to like be frustrated and like the anger management that you kind of have to like learn is sweet too like i think that's a big part of it as well i'm terrible with it man so a lot of people think like i'm just this angry this angry dude right (laughs) yeah i I throw my scooter dude like you have no idea like i throw like (laughs) i throw my scooter like everyone knows i be tossing my scooter but (laughs) i'm not an angry person dude at all like i don't get mad like that like I wouldn't say I have like anger issues. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a really re- like well-rounded person. Like I, no, nothing really makes me mad. It, it's just something about, I don't know how to explain it in the way my, my mind works, man, but it's just, if I'm trying a trick and that's the only thing I'm thinking about, you know, like, yeah. I don't care about anything else at that point. It's I'm going to land this. And when it's just so frustrating, I'm using all my willpower to just kind of like, do this one trick on this on the scooter and I can't get it. it. It's just the most frustrating thing. And I don't know what else to do. And I just throw my scooter. Like I, yeah. I don't know what else to do. I think that's so funny because like, yeah, I'm the same kind of way. Like I don't get mad about anything, but like I don't land a trick that like I have on lock one try in and I'm like so pissed. Like immediately. I don't know what it is, but like something about it just being like this internal battle. It's just like when you get frustrated about a trick, like it's, it's something else. Yeah. I I get frustrated. I think like, well, here's how I see it. Right. I feel like if you don't get frustrated or like, this is how I see it for my senses. If I'm not getting frustrated or like, it's not taking me a couple tries, then one, I don't think it's worth filming. And two, that means that I'm not progressing anywhere. Yeah that's this is my mindset and it, i don't know why i think like that but i've always thought like that within scootering and it's always like i don't know just the way i've always been man it's just always the way i've always tried to try to kind of progress and if you're not struggling to do it it's like not worth it i don't think it's not worth it i just feel like that it's not progressing my riding yeah to where i want it but i don't know man like even riding on flat ground like pushing is fun for me 
Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm super. I'm super basic, dude. <laughs> like I anything like, will amuse me. Dude, cruising is just like I haven't done it in so long since I got a car, but like just riding yeah. around town is like the best. Yeah, I think I had to ride like half a mile one time to the next spot, like because we had to park half a mile and ride, and like this sucks. I was complaining the whole time. That's a big. Thing. I complain. I complain, dude. <laughs> you were at like the spots that I go to with like me and like the homies, like the kinetic boys. Yeah. I complain about everything, dude. Like I'm the biggest complainer ever. Like. <laughs> It's like, why are we riding this far? Why do we have to do this? Dude, this spot's not even that cool. Like, you know, like that's me. Like, yeah. I'm the person who's complaining. And like, we get to the spot and it'll be like this perfect rail, dude. <laughs> I, I've done this a bunch of times. The rail is perfect. And I'm like, there's just, there's just this crack right here, man. I don't know. I got to roll up to it a couple of times and I'll roll up. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, this spot kind of sucks. Like, is another spot like this without this crack? And they're like, dude. Just ride the spot. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can, man. Like, I don't know, dude. This is just like this crack is messing me up. And we got the birds chirping over here. The cars are coming over here. I just can't focus. The wind is blowing in the wrong direction. Dude, I complain a lot. <laughs> I complain a lot. That's so funny. I mean, and then you just to- like throw down some trick and then you just like continue complaining. Uh, Honestly, once I... St- once I get into the groove of things, it does take me a little bit to get into the groove of things. But once I start actually trying and getting kind of close and yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, uh, some people know this about me, but I eat shit really hard on anything that I try. So for me, it's like, okay, I already ate shit. This is the worst that can happen. Yeah. So then after that, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't have any fear anymore of, of the trick or what I'm trying. I always just envision in my head, like, it plays back in a loop in my head of me landing there. Right. So, um, like, let's say it's some round, some trick off in my head, me landing it from like the long lens angle that's filming plays in my head, plays in my head. And that's why I think I'm never able to leave a spot because I know that like, I I've been play playing it back in my head that I'm going to land this. So I already see myself landing it. So now I have to land it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and once if if you leave without landing it, it's just gonna continue playing in your head, and you can't get it out. Oh, dude, that every single time, every single time, and I get so angry. Like lately, I've been having to come back to tricks. Like in the past, I wouldn't really have to. Now I'm starting to have to come back um, due to different reasons, man. It's it's not. Um, it's more or less just because I feel like when I was, I don't know, 19, 20 and filming parts, I was so selfish. I was so selfish. And yeah, I think that now that I'm filming with like a whole group of people, I'm, I'm I just, I've gotten less selfish and I know that if I'm taking too long and if someone cuts me off, I'm going to be like, okay, man, that's fair. I guess we'll come back. I hate doing it. I hate having to come back, but I'll do it. Yeah. Gotcha. What are your like your favorite like your go to tricks? Oh, um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if you don't know this about me. I can't really bar spin very well, so I don't bar spin. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I I don't really bar spin that much because I I came from skateboarding, so you know, yeah. bars weren't really a thing. Um, I love doing like 
I, I board whips are like my go-to trick. I love board slide tail whips because it yeah. really reminds me of like a like a front 50 kickflip. It's just like the same thing. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, or like a front board shove, right? Like that's what that's what the trick reminds me of. So a lot of a lot of board whips, so board whips, board heels, stuff like that. Um and if I'm like just cruising a park, like double heels of like banks, stuff like yeah. that, and like feeble um feeble combos. I've been getting really into 50s lately, which is like I've never been able to 50-50 before, but I've been getting super into 50s. And oh I'm yeah, I'm not gonna be any rails or anything. Like, dude, I'm I'm good on that. Like that's scares me so much i don't have any control like as a board sled i feel like i have more control you know you have more control of your scooter on a board slide or like a front board back lip those kind of tricks yeah but a 50 on a rail i think is so uncalculated it scares me well the thing about a 50 on a rail is you are golden if you get into it but if you don't get into it you are completely bodying yourself that's the scariest part yeah because if you if you halfway get into a board slide you can jump out right yeah if you halfway get into a 50 you're toasted dude there's yeah. no way around it you're you're tackling the rail there's no way you're not oh 100 or you're like it's doing like your shins are running up it the entire time that's the worst part yeah 100 i mean i can't okay the thing i can't do is front 50 still is because my shins dude like i cannot Think about i hit my shin so hard with the pro model when i was 12 years old scarred me dude i will never ever want to hit my shins ever again and I'm, i don't yeah. think i've hit my shin ever since that that time that is that is my favorite grind trick for sure this front 50s i love front 50s you gotta really? learn dude they're so good <laughs> i can back 50 pretty well i can do a pretty mean back 50 but you just need like a curb sized ledge dude that's like so that your feet barely get up and then you just work your way up <laughs> i think the big reason why i can't 50 well on a scooter is when i skated i would come at the ledge at an angle right yeah so on a scooter my head is like it's a 50 50 it's the same thing not at all that that's yeah, no. not how you come up to 50s at all but like that's how i learned 50s on a board so yeah trying to transfer that and kind of like unlearn a 50 50 to relearn it i guess like the applications are different but in my head i'm like dude it's the same thing like if i come at this angle i'm going to get into 50 never works out i always end up clipping the end of like the ledge and like not getting into the trick at all um and then i learned that you had to come like straight on i never i never knew that yeah i never knew that yeah it definitely makes it easier to come straight on it's like screwing up a rail ride on like a bmx is kind of what you got to think of but um yeah how much do you skate a lot still i don't skate i dude i haven't skateboarded since i was 15 so really? here's here's why i initially just was over skateboarding so my neighbors had this flat bar this six feet long flat bar and i was like I was like, oh, I want to learn how to board slide on it. Let's put the lowest setting. I'm going to learn board slides today. Dude, I went to board slide this rail, like on a skateboard. I was, <laughs> I was, I think I was like, this is right before I got into scooters. I was like, I was just turned 15 at the time. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go for it. Whatever. <laughs> I hop on and lean back, like as far as like, I could just do back on the rail, just like, literally just oh no <laughs> and i was like i'm over it dude like after that i was like you know rails aren't for me whatever blah 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 um but the, the big thing why i kind of just ride rails in scootering is my favorite skate videos to watch are 
skaters that skate handrails and rails. That's just like yeah. the most interesting thing to me to watch. And it's so entertaining to me. And it's my favorite type of skating to watch. So I want to kind of incorporate the same thing in scootering. Yeah. I think I think rails are are insane. It's just like it's so nice how there's so many more rail tricks coming out on scooter. I feel like I can't do any of them to be honest, man. I'm, I'm, I can't. I'm like, I can't either. Yeah. But like watching other people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. There's that one dude that was doing. What was it, man? Was it like I, I think it was like fifty flare or fifty board slide back backflip? You see that? And the rider that did that on that that rail. Oh, Matisse. Who did like yeah, the whole long like curve the Austria like the whole curve like it's not curve but it was like the three section, uh, long rail and he did like board zeech, back to like, flare, yeah yeah but he got he went, um hurricane, popped his wheel over to back fifty and then flare out. Yes, that was crazy, dude. Yeah, that was insane. insane. I saw that I was like wow. I was like, wow. Yeah, dude, crazy. And and Jake Stornson too is doing like the craziest rail tricks right now, dude. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. Oh. Just the European team. Like, I don't know what's gonna come out of this. This is scootering European video, but it oh my god. I'm just I'm so hyped. It's it's all I can think about at the moment is just like what kind of mind melding crap. Richard Zelenko or somebody will come up with. Oh, dude. The Europeans are crazy on a scooter. I think, oh, I, I don't know, man. They're so crazy. Astro Boy, nuts still. Yeah, I know. Like, all those dudes, like, I feel like if you're sponsored by Skate Pro and you scooter, game over, dude. Like, yeah. Scooter, like, they're just how it is. I don't know, man. They're, I feel like the Europeans have always been, like, a level up when it comes to scootering. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, I, I used to watch like those ethic videos back in the uh, day, and they're like ledge combos and stuff were are just unmatched. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That was when Monkey was on the team, right? Yeah. Um, still one of my favorite scooter riders to this day, man. Like his style is so unmatched on a scooter. Like yeah, I think he the other day, and his style is so unmatched. Like. I, he's one of my favorite scooter riders for sure. Yeah. Who's your favorite skateboarder? Dang, dude, that question's really hard. Um, right now I've been watching a lot of like Jamie Foy. Yeah. Um, so like Jamie Foy is pretty good. And then um, I don't even know who Frankie Villani is. He skates for like primitive. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's good. One of my favorite skateboarders, I like watching him a lot. And then like all the local homies um, that are like making and skateboarding right now, super cool to see them. Like, I don't know, it's crazy, man. And the the well, the main reason why like Jamie Foy and Frankie Villani are kind of like some of my favorites right now is because they're bigger dudes, you know, like they're bigger dudes on a board. And it's yeah. not like I feel like there was this whole like I guess like assumption that you had to be like some skinny ass dude to skate, but these yeah, dudes are like, like Niger. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these dudes are pretty thick on like no homo. These dudes yeah. are, are pretty thick on 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 you know like they're, yeah. they're hefty dudes like me like because I, I kind of compare it I'm like damn like because I'm a heftier dude you know 
And they're yeah. like, like these, just like sending it down the biggest shit. And they're like, the, they're just bigger guys. And it's cool to see that, man. Like, it's just awesome. I don't know. And they have like great styles on a board. Yeah. That's what it's kind of surprised me about action sports. Like, once you get into it, like the people who are really dedicated and like really good, it's not like they just are one type of person. Like, there's so many different like body types and like sizes of people that are all like, really skilled at what we do which is makes it nice because like it doesn't matter who you are like you don't have to be a certain kind of person to like be good no no exactly and i I, i'm that's what i love i i it's it's great actually scootering is the same way a lot of people are coming out you know and and it's just great to see like the variety in scootering as well yeah for sure i I think it's awesome man I, i just think that we're headed in such a great direction as a sport of like in the, you know, the scooter community. It's awesome. And I love to see it, man. I mean, for for me, it's, it's more or less like how I always thought about it is I feel like my riding is, is different than my style is a lot different than everyone else's. Um, And it's not like, I'm like, I'm not saying that to be like, Oh, like I'm better than everyone. I'm not, there's so many people that are better than me, but I just think that my style is a little like, you know, unorthodox to how everyone sees like what's like s- how someone should look on a scooter. Yeah. But I think like, you know, it's, it's awesome. I, I see people coming out now with like crazy styles and I think it's so awesome that like, that's the way that person expresses themselves on a scooter. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how I always think I'm like, even if I like, don't personally like your style, like if you're having fun and you're like on a scooter, I'm like stoked for you. I don't care what you do. Like, oh yeah me too which is which is how it needs to be because i feel like there's a lot of hate between some of the communities but um for the most part it's like i don't know i have another question for you like when you approach a spot or a, at, you're at the skate park or something like that like what is the first thing you think about and like how do you choose like what lines you're gonna do and like what tricks you're gonna do damn that's really hard well because if we're going to a spot, I know exactly. So what I have in my head is a spot list. And for every spot that I want to go to, I have the trick in mind already. So that that's already predetermined. Like, I, that's the way I work, dude. Like, yeah. I'll talk about it and then be like, I'll make a mental note. And then if I see a spot or like there's certain tricks I want to do and I'll know when I get to that spot. Um, as for skate parks, man. I'll just show up and like and ride. My first thought when I get there is I, I really hope I don't get broke off right now because <laughs> I have work tomorrow. That's literally my whole <laughs> I have work tomorrow. I have to drive home still. I hope I don't get broke off. Um, yeah. but other than that, I really like so if there's like a bump to like I don't want to say a bump to bar, it's like a bump to rail, but to yeah. me, I see it as bump to bar, but I guess I don't yeah. know. It's a bump to rail. So I'll ride like a bump to rail, like the flat part of it, and then or a flat bar at the skate park, kind of warm up there, and then work on some ledge stuff, and then it'll go like straight to the handrail. I'll board side down, and then I'll try to go up it, and then after yeah. I get a trick I go up, I'll do the same trick down. The same trick I do down, I'll do up. So that's how that's how I kind of just like kind of work my way. Um, oh, like okay. the last trick before, like let's say I go, is gonna be like back lip stuff because I'm really trying to get better at like my back lips and stuff like that. Yeah, backlips scare the crap out of me. Honestly, they used to scare me for the longest, but I'm more comfortable with backlips and front boards now. 
Well, I could see that, but it's just like turning your body that way just seems like a lot of consequences could happen very quickly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I go really fast when I backflip. So if anything were to happen, I'm like, if I fall, I don't fall in stairs or anything. So I'm kind of at the You're like way going. out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's one of my favorite looking tricks, man. I love the way oh, backflips yeah. look if you can do like a really good backflip. And I'm trying to get really, really good at them. Um and it's funny because I'll focus on a trick for a while and then lose like the counter version of that trick. So I've been getting really good at back lips, but I'm like completely terrified of front boards now. And it never used to be that way. Really? It's weird. I don't know. I don't know why that happens or, or how that works. It just, yeah. My mind. Yeah. You definitely go through like these cycles of like learning tricks. And then as you like get better, you, it's just like becomes more natural and you get them all. But, um, yeah, I know. I have a couple more questions for you. We're going to start with uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Dude, to be completely honest, in 10 years, um, I see myself um, out of school, obviously, with my degree, with the same girl I'm with now, working the same exact job, actually. So I see my life, I guess, elevating an extra step, um, um, owning a bunch of cool cars. And I don't know, maybe having a kid, that's kind of where I want my, because in 10 years, I'm going to be 33, 34, right? So yeah. at that point, I kind of like, I would hope my life is all together and I'll ho- I hope I'll still be Scooter Man. Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Um, I just more or less just kind of see my life like, just like where I am now, but just growing it over the 10 years to just kind of be self-sustainable, have a place on my own. This is like one of the probably the most boring, like responsible response to this, but no, it's good. It's kind of where I see myself. Um, yeah. I look, I look up a lot to Tyler Bradley. I look, I look, so you remember T Brad's right? Tyler Bradley. Um, yeah. He stopped scootering. So he went to, I believe he went to UC Irvine. He got his degree and just completely stopped scootering. And at the time, everyone's like, oh, like, this dude just stopped scootering. Like, what the hell? Like, he stopped in his prime. Like, wow. Like, why would you quit scootering? And I, I feel like a lot of people are giving Tyler Bradley shit for quitting. But in my head, I'm like, dude, good for Tyler Bradley, you know? Like, he found, like, what he loves to do. And he's he's killing it right now. And now he has a house. He doesn't scoot anymore, but I follow him on Instagram. He, like, has a house and stuff. And, you know, oh, he moved nice. on in his life. It's it's awesome to see that. Oh, like I said, a lot of my favorite scooters don't scooter anymore. So yeah. like Tyler Wheeland, I, I'm pretty good friends with Tyler Wheeland. I love Tyler Wheeland. He's my favorite person in the whole world. I yeah. grew up just in Tyler. And it's just so crazy to see how these people's lives are after scootering. And it's like, it's just awesome to see that everyone's doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're it, falling off in the right direction and not in the wrong direction. Exactly. And I think that, I'm never gonna give anyone shit to quit scootering to right move on to the next level of your life. Yeah, yeah, like good for them. You know what I mean? Like, like they're doing yeah. You you kind of like that's the best way to do it for sure. Um, if people feel like they want to chase something else, like you just to being a good friend, you just got to support them. I think that's really important. Um, no, no, hundred percent. So, um, because scootering like. I kind of hope that I'll be somehow associated with the scooter community for ever, basically. 
But um, for people who that isn't their goal, like go chase your goal. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I'm not going to be mad because you leave the scooter community kind of thing. So no, exactly. I, I think that scootering will always play a role in my life. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't see myself in 10 years to be completely honest. I don't see myself in 10 years still riding at the level that I'm riding at. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't see myself riding at that level. Cause I think that yes, you can get old in scooter, but I feel like there is in some sense, a time limit for like, how, like, you know, for your body to be jumping down big things. Yeah. So, but I feel like, in your 20s, like from like, you know, like adult starting adult at 18 through your 20s, prime time, man. Jump down yeah. the biggest things you can. Yeah, exactly. The biggest thing you things you can convince yourself to throw yourself off of. Just exactly. Snap. That's just what I think now. So my yeah. my like once I enter my 30s, I could change my mindset completely and be like, well, I'm still gonna go, you know, ride this handrail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it could change. I I don't know, but all I know is that like. I, in 10 years, I know that screwing is going to be crazy and I'm, I'm stoked to see the next generation and, and I'm stoked. I have not like, I don't have a doubt in my mind. I'm still going to be like part of the community at that. Yeah. Well, it's surprise. Like, I think it's going to really change when you either start having kids or you start having more responsibilities and like, like you're more worried about getting hurt. Yeah, that, that's true. But I feel like if you love something enough, you're always going to make time for that thing. That's, that's true. Yeah. So I think more or less, I'm always going to want to cruise around on a scooter, man. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to be like too old to scooter. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, what would you tell yourself like 10 year old, not 10 year old self yourself, but like 10 years ago, if you were to meet yourself when you were, what 13 what would you tell yourself 13 what would i tell my, <laughs> oh my gosh dude i would just tell myself at 13 years old like keep doing what you're doing man like you're gonna make it somewhere in scootering <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i don't know 13 year old me would be like dude like you know like that'd be a trip to me but um more or less i think just um just to tell my 13 year old self to keep doing the same thing that they're doing, make the same mistakes, fuck up the same way that I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like those fuck ups that I went through made me in the person I am now. And I feel like everything that I always believe in this, right? I believe in that everything happens for a reason and everything that happens in your life leads to everything that happens. So like me getting on the vault, like I feel like if, if five star would have never like gone out or gone under, yeah. I would never go out the vault. Right. Stuff like that, man. Like, yeah, that happened, but then just for like greater things to happen down the road. Yeah, wow, that was good. But uh, what is last question for you? What is kind of your uh, meaning of life, and why? Oh, meaning of life, man. Wow, this this is a deep one, dude. This meaning is very of deep. life. Yeah, think about it. What is my meaning of life? Wow. Um, I guess my meaning of life is just doing everything that you're super fucking passionate about. doesn't matter what it is, man. Like I could love yo-yoing, but if I gave like my all into yo-yoing and it like made me so happy, like 
that that would be you know the meaning of my life but so I, I guess my my personal meaning of life is is just you know like having everything in my life and giving it 100 like every time i scooter giving that everything i have and you know just like everything else and I don't know, man, just, just literally just enjoying the shit out of anything that I do. And just, that's the meaning of life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Zach, for uh, coming on the podcast. It means a lot that you uh, took some time out of your day and I really appreciate it. So I just want to thank you now. Um, Where can we follow you? So you can follow me on Instagram um, at poonxtang. Um, that's literally the only social media that I use. Um, but other than that, please support the Volt Pro Scooters. Follow them on YouTube, Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, follow follow my boy Trevor over here. Right? <laughs> ah, thanks, man. <laughs> and, and I don't know, man. Just yeah, keep scootering, everyone, or whatever you love to do. If you don't scooter, you watch this podcast. Like, just do what you enjoy. I have one more question for you before we end. Yeah. Where did where did your uh, Instagram name come from? Okay, um, so <laughs> what's so <laughs> funny is my last name is Poon, right? Yeah. And the entire time, like through high school, everyone would call me like Poon Tang. Everyone would call me Poon Tang, and yeah. Um, when I first started using Instagram, it's kind of so cringe, but it's when everyone was like using X, like you know, in between things. Yeah. So, like. No separate sentences. So I was like, oh, Poon X Tang. And it clicked, dude. I was gonna change it until the first time I went to Woodward, Blake Baylor. <laughs> Blake Baylor walked up to me. I was wearing an advocate shirt. Yeah. And Blake and James G were at November Scooter Camp. I was literally gonna change it. I was gonna change it. Caden Buley gave me an idea to change it. And I really I was I was actually gonna do it. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna change my Instagram name. You're right, you're right, I'm gonna change it. And then, and then um, this is right before like Blake Baylor walked up to me and was like, dude, like that's an advocate shirt, bro. Like, like what's, what's your name? And I was like, Oh, like my name is Zach. He's like, are you Zach Poon? And I was like, yeah, this is the first time I ever met anyone that's pro. And Blake Baylor was like, yo, James, this is Poon X Tang. And like, <laughs> dude, at the time I was like, I like just turned 18. I was stoked dude. Like, yeah, like, people know, these people know who I am. And and I don't know. I just think that like because my Instagram name is like Poonex Tang, people think it's funny, but it kind of like I, I don't know. I feel like I can't change it now because everyone knows me for that at Poonex Tang. You yeah, they I mean? do. Yeah, they yeah. Do. <laughs> like no one, no one can change that. Which I don't know if this is getting too long, but I, I think it's wild because my favorite scooter riders, which would be like Kirk Zavinson, Tyler Wheeland, uh, Ralph McMorn, which is Monkey. Um, 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 um. like Stefan Hefner like all those guys all the OGs like all know who I am and like that means the world to me that's I mean, crazy yeah like Nick Tedrick said said hello to me at one of the SD street jams I don't know man like that stuff's crazy I'm like, oh, like you guys know who I am like like what I don't know that's just that that's crazy to me and it just kind of resonates from hey yeah you're Poonex Tang that's so is, awesome yeah, yeah so like no one, it's like means so so much more than people think it does, which is it's just who you are now, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kaden Buley actually convinced me to change it to Loud Pack Poon for a while, <laughs> and then I was like, 
yo man this is kind of whack i want to change it back <laughs> to an x-tang and then i went to change it back and it was taken and i was like dude like in my head i was like why did i let Caden Bewley change my username to loud pack boon i was kind of <laughs> upset about it for a while but i ended up getting the username back and yeah, man, I don't think I'm ever going to change it from Punex Tang. And it's just been so every like, I mean, I'm also on I don't post on TikTok. My TikTok is Punex Tang. And like anything that I use social media wise, Twitter, Punex Tang. I don't go on those platforms anymore, but it just like. But you have the username. Yeah, I feel like it just like rolls off the tongue kind of. Yeah. And just, just Punex Tang. I got I get in trouble a lot. Um, Like at school one time I were. So the vault made all the whole team jerseys and mine um, said Poon's like my number was 69 and said Poon on the back. They were like, Hey, you can't wear that here. I'm like, it was my last name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I got blessed with like the best last name when I was growing up. Yeah. I thought it was like, I used to get made fun of cause you know, these kids are like, Oh, Poon, what is that? You know, cause I'm, I'm half Chinese. So that's yeah. where it comes from. And now like i i learned the the slang of my last name and i think like it's the sickest thing ever that's so good yeah <laughs> yeah it's awesome well yeah guys i think we're gonna end that here thank you guys again for watching if you're on youtube make sure to drop a like and a subscribe and if you're on apple music five stars would mean the world to me thank you guys for listening i'll see you guys in the next episode peace